0: Who have had health problems have uh, appreciated the uh, care and the uh, prayers that each uh, we've been praying for one another. And again, it's not just COVID, it's it's, uh, you know, there are many other health issues that so many have been battling with. And uh, it just shows we are still human, Uh, we're still not yet at that point where we'll be again God beings. Uh, in the kingdom of God. That's yet to come. We all arrived here in the midst of a pandemic. Uh, Some of you came with the threat, perhaps, of not having a job when you come back. Uh, Others, I know, uh, have either limited uh, time here or watching at home because of your health problems. And we've also, frankly, come to the uh, Feast of Tabernacles in a time of instability. Uh, you know, we never know uh, what regulations may be imposed even while we're here. But uh, we've been praying for all of our sites around the world. I know in one uh, area in Australia, they uh, have to meet at home, at least in a part of Australia. So uh, these are the kind of conditions we are dealing with. And yet, uh, tragically, these kind of things are not totally new uh, to the world. As we look forward to hearing what the Feast of Tabernacles reveals, which we already have a basis of that from Mr. Weston last night, you know, we're coming out of a world that seems normal to us. I'm not saying it's not what it's not what we want but it seems normal you know are we typical of this world you know when I see this congregation I'm trying to look at every single face here uh, actually I can see almost every single face here there's a few I'm missing back there but uh, do do I see normal people now my wife don't ask my wife because you will say, uh, maybe I'm wondering about that from time to time. But let me give you an example. How many of you strive to follow God's law? Just you a show of hands. I'm hoping it's every single hand. <laughs> well, brethren, you are not normal. <laughs> you aren't. <laughs> According to this world. Uh how many understand the plan of God? Just show of hands. Again, you are not normal in this world. Uh, how many of you keep the annual feast and the weekly Sabbath? Because you're here, so we know you're keeping the feast. Again, you are not normal according to our society the vast majority of the world would think of us as abnormal. And some would say that we are even dangerous to society and to this world. So what is usual or accepted in this present world, what we'd call the age of man? But it is kind of interesting that you know, man categorizes human history in various ways. And some uh, will take, they'll call it, you know, the Iron Age, the Bronze Age, you know, depending on what uh, artifacts they might find. Then there are are others that we, uh, you know, we go through the uh, Age of the Renaissance, At one period. I'm not going through all the whole list, by the way. But, uh, you know, you have the Industrial Age and then the Atomic Age. And uh, then I'm not sure they call it the TV Age, but <laughs> that's kind of uh, computer TV. And so there are different facets of the age of man. And so what are are the experiences common to the age of man? Because eventually we're going to be into the age of God. In the ages between Adam and Eve and our generation, Mr. Wells talked about one of the first of the human beings, first few, Cain and Abel. But... When men and women have recorded the events of their lives. Now, obviously, we have the history of the Bible, which God, uh, you know, understood to be vital knowledge we would not find elsewhere. But as time would go on, there were histories, other records, diaries, which are pretty personal, letters between individuals. And so we have a description uh, throughout this 6,000-year period of how individuals interacted with each other, what they experienced. And what do we find, as as we would express it, common, expected, or normal? Well, we find society to be a mixture of good and evil. And that has been from the very beginning. We find that the world lives Uh, in a normal way, the way of get, not the way of give. We find it is normal to experience immorality uh, virtually in in, in every generation. Sometimes it's a little better, sometimes it's a little worse. But that's the normality. Broken relationships are a normal part of society. And certainly conflicts and wars... (laughs) Conflicts and wars, that, that, uh, basically is just ongoing. Uh, we find that, uh, upset weather conditions leading to drought, uh, or maybe too much rain, uh, would be common from, uh, the, the first time. We, we, I mean, we read about, uh, droughts and famines and clear in the time of Abraham. And then, a little too much water in the time of Noah. <laughs> maybe a lot. Uh, uh, Too much water in that time period. Uh, But we do read of illness, disease, and death. That's normal in today's world. We also find common man-made and demon-influenced religions. Individuals having forms of godliness, but denying the power of a true creator God. And uh, there there were religions uh, during the uh, pre-Flood era. Uh, there, there, of course, uh, you know, we read of Nimrod, and uh, certainly that influenced so many people. Uh, scientists and educators come up with new technology, but really they're ever learning and but never able to come to the knowledge of the truth. So we have lots of gadgets And uh, many of you have smartphones, smartphones smarter than you are, (laughs) than I I am. Access to great knowledge, but what about truth? We see aspects of of life as normal, again, for the age of man. We may hope for, in fact, probably every generation does, we hope for and want better circumstances. However, what we expect (laughs) is, is what we've got. And God foretold this. Uh, Let's turn to Genesis chapter 2. And so we find in verse 15 of Genesis 2, Then the eternal God took the man, Adam, and put him in the Garden of Eden to tend and keep it. Apparently a, a beautiful place that God prepared and Adam had a job to do. And the eternal God commanded the man, saying, of every tree of the garden you may freely eat. And so probably that was a time when, uh, you know, you could uh, really gorge yourself on so many varieties uh, that would be tasty and enjoyable. But uh, I I think uh, I've heard in the past, I I would suspect this to be true, that, uh, you know, this passage is both literal and symbolic. But of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, you shall not eat. For in the day that you eat of it, you shall surely die. And we find that death is a normal part because, you know, what happened? Adam and Eve uh, did eat of that particular tree. And so what was the result? Was God lying about? No. We find Cain murdered his brother Abel, you know, was mentioned by Mr. Wells in the sermon, as far as the offerings that were involved. Uh, Enoch lived about 600 years after Adam, if I got my dates correct. But he was exceptional. Uh, he was a little different because it describes it, that Enoch walked with God. Then we also find that uh, later on uh that uh, Jude records this about Enoch. And Enoch, also the seventh from Adam, prophesied of these saying, talking about the normal world, uh, Behold, the Lord comes with ten thousand of his saints to execute judgment on all, to convict all who are ungodly, among them of all their ungodly deeds... <laughs> which they have committed in an ungodly way, and all their harsh things of which ungodly sinners have spoken against him. You get the impression that maybe it was an ungodly society? (laughs) Because he's talking about actions, thoughts, uh, ways, all uh, typical of the age of man and not typical at all of the age of God. And then Genesis 6 records, then the Lord saw that the wickedness of man was great on the earth and that every intent of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. And the earth was also corrupt before God. The earth was filled with violence. Again, has that changed? Uh, No. And so God looked upon the earth. It was corrupt for all flesh. Had corrupted their way on the earth, and after the flood, we continue to see the same pattern in families, in communities, cities, nations, and empires. Uh, there, there have been. If we ask the question, you know, are there brief times of peace and happiness? Yes. Because after all, again, Adam and Eve, what they ate was a mixture of good and evil. But those are rare times, but they do happen. Uh, Those who observe these conditions, and I don't have a whole litany of them, but uh, Stephen Hawking, which uh, many of you know, and uh, again, he was not a religious man by any means, but his, his comment, we spend a great deal of time studying history, which, let's face it, is mostly the history of stupidity. <laughs> That's a good way of, of uh, wording it. And then Abraham Lincoln made this comment, which actually applies to our very day and age. He said, Human nature will not change. In any future, which is our day and age, obviously, we're future for him, in any future, great national trial. Compared with the men of this, that is his age, we shall have as weak and as strong, as silly and as wise, as bad and as good. So I'm saying that, you know, human condition, is that condition is normal for our society. What the Feast of Tabernacles teaches us is that this normal world is about to change. And God is going to reveal a new normality for all humankind. The title of today's sermon is the Feast of Tabernacles, a new normal. When we read where God Reveal the holy days and i'm not going to speculate on on uh, you know how soon <laughs> uh, from the garden of eden did, you know did they understand sabbath and holy days? We, we understand it talks about the sabbath at the very beginning but uh, in the books of moses it's, it's kind of interesting when we read passages about uh, the feasts you find them in exodus you find them in Leviticus, you find them in Deuteronomy. Now, what was happening at that time period? Well, we find in Exodus, they were, they have come out of Egypt and were eventually to go into a land promised to them. Of course, Leviticus talks about instructions to the priesthood. And then Deuteronomy is when finally, after 40 years, they're, they're ready to actually receive their inheritance. So it's kind of interesting uh, that, you know, the feast days were were kind of preserved uh, at, at this spot in a time when they were, in a sense, going into a land of promise to them, out of, you know, Egypt, into a uh, world that if they had obeyed God uh, would have been influenced uh, by God himself. So I think it's just kind of an interesting point uh, that as we keep the Holy Days, we're in a transition period uh, going from the old normal of the world and then keeping these to understand the, the new age, the new normality that God wants. The, the first thing that we see is that change is difficult. To go from uh, one normal to another normal is not easy. And uh, that's why, again, some of us who are older, even even in the technological world, uh, you know, some of us actually remember uh, party lines on phones. And, uh, you know, when you actually had to get off the couch and actually change the channel manually on the TV... Uh, and then, uh, you know, these are the kind of but to the younger, that, that's easy. But there are things that, that are maybe harder for, for some to accept than others. But, you know, many in the world want change. If we ask, you know, who wants peace? Uh, well, remember, you know, Yeah, we all want peace. We all want uh, these wonderful blessings. We don't want, uh, fires to, uh, burn down, uh, burn down our forests or agricultural lands. You know, we all want good things to happen. But, uh, when God begins to restore all things under the rulership of Christ, will they find it easy to accept? We all want it, but will the world find it? In this, in this world we live in, that would not be normal. <laughs> they, they, they want change, but not that way. Uh, Revelation 19, in Revelation 19, in verse 11, in verse 11, now I saw here in vision that the Father gives Christ to give to John uh, to convey to us, Now, I saw heaven opened, behold, a white horse, and he who sat on him was called faithful and true, and in righteousness he judges and makes war. Now, why is it needed? Well, verse 19, (laughs) I saw the beast and the kings of the earth here just a few verses later. Verse 19. Uh, saw these kings of the earth and their armies gathered together to make war against him who sat on the horse and against his army. So not all will welcome a new king that can change uh, the, the world's norm to a different norm. They don't want that at this point. And even though that king is God, and these are leaders who are destroying the world. You now, that's found, uh, and I think we should take time to just, again, review that. Revelation chapter 11 and verse 18, because, again, this has been normal for for humankind. Uh, literally almost from the time of Adam and Eve, not quite. But uh, Revelation 11, verse 18, uh, that last part. He talks about, you know, Christ taking his power and reigning. And then he talks about in the last part of verse 18, uh, those who fear your name, small and great, and should destroy those who destroy the earth. Now, you would think that would be a good thing. Now, wouldn't we all agree to that? You know, if people are literally destroying and tearing up the world and making it oppressive. And, and and causing destruction and chaos, uh, don't, don't you think we would want uh, that to change? But these do not. And they, so they don't find it easy to change. Uh, let's turn to Psalm 2. You know, there are a lot of References to the world that now is and the world yet to come uh, throughout the Bible, certainly in the Psalms. And, of course, Isaiah had his visions. And then you had, of course, uh, the Revelation and, and, of course, what Christ revealed and other prophets. But notice Psalm 2. It begins with verse 1, Psalm 2, verse 1 why do the nations rage? (laughs) He said, you know, people as bad as quote-unquote normal is, they don't want change. It's almost like they would rather have this terrible normal than to have that uh, modified. So the question is asked, why do the nations rage and the people plot a vain thing? And yet the kings of the earth set themselves and the rulers take counsel together against the Lord and against his anointed. So, again, these are individuals who, uh, again, just are stubborn. It's like maybe a a stubborn child. that just kind of sets themselves and they, you know, they set their jaw and they just won't do what mom and dad said until they realize that mom and dad are bigger and pick them up. And uh, you know they will uh, do uh, what they have asked to do, or but these people are are the yeah, well we will do it but we don't like it. You know, well again, what are they? What are they saying? Well, let us break their bonds in pieces, and cast away their cords from us. You know what God has to offer. Uh, they're saying that is restrictive. Now, will it bring blessings? Yes. Will it bring peace? Will it restore relationships? Yes. Uh, will it bring great health and well-being? Yes. But well, that's too restrictive. Too restrictive. We, you know, we'd rather have it our way, even though it leads to destruction, than to be made to do what has to be done to make the human life work. And so we find that human beings, rulers and nations are resistant to change. Those in power want to preserve their positions. And I think uh, without being political, I think just observation sees that. You know, you do what you want uh, and what you have to do to again keep your post, because of your you know the monies you get and so forth, they want to preserve their positions of influence. Uh, then there are those who want to live the way of sin. They don't want the consequences, but they want to live the way of sin, as as uh, Enoch could put it, uh, ungodly. Intent, thoughts, and actions, and they want others to tolerate their thoughts and behavior. That's normal in this world. That's what they want. And those who are wealthy and influential desire to continue that way. You now, do you do you really think that individuals who, you know, are the uh, the top uh, people in uh, these uh, incredible corporations, Amazon and and uh, uh, those in the computer world, and on and on, want to give up uh, their wealth and influence. Of course, they don't. Let's turn to Zechariah 14. Mr. Weston referred to this last night in regard to, you know, the first feast for those coming out of of this present world. But this is kind of very interesting if we think about it. I want to approach it in the sense of what was normal for those of these nations. Uh, Zechariah 14, and let's go to Verse 16. It shall come to pass that every one who is left of all the nations which came against Jerusalem shall go up from year to year to worship the king of the king, the Lord of hosts, and to keep the feast of tabernacles. And it shall be that whichever of the families of the earth do not come to Jerusalem to worship the king, the Lord of hosts, on them there will be no rain. And if the family of Egypt, for example, uh, will not come up and enter in, uh, and they can claim, well, we don't have rain anyway. Yeah, we, we water by irrigation. Well, they shall receive the plague with which the Lord strikes the nations who do not keep up, uh, come up to keep the feast of tabernacles. And he says, this shall be the punishment of Egypt and the punishment of all the nations who do not come up to keep the feast of tabernacles. Now think about it, why wouldn't they? Well, first of all, it was not normal. Uh, think of modern-day Egypt. We can go back in history. And, uh, you know, while well, uh, Moses and you know, that time period, uh, Egypt uh, had their, their uh, gods, uh, Ra and these other, uh, you know, uh, animalistic kind of gods and demonic gods. Uh, in our day and age, uh, you know, that part of the world is basically Islamic. And so it was normal, and it's normal for today for Egyptians to observe Islamic customs and, and days. And it's not normal for them to begin keeping God's holy days. You know, uh, they had a history, modern history, is we hate the Jews. And the Sabbath and the days are Jewish. That's their thought. That uh, was normal for them. And they would like to wipe, you know, the Jews off the face of the earth, drive them into the sea. That, that's normal. And uh, what, uh, you know, in their thoughts. And so the Islamic beliefs and thoughts would be really normal for those people. So can you imagine all of a sudden God says, uh, you're going to be keeping the Sabbath, which is really my Sabbath and uh, you're going to keep the Feast of Tabernacle and the rest of the Feast days and Holy Days, because these really are mine, it's going to be tough because they don't want the new normal. And it's going to be a while before they realize that, no, these weren't just Jewish days. These were God's days. The creator of Everything. So it's going to be a challenge for them. And can can you imagine again how tough uh, that will be for those people? In Isaiah 66, we see it in regard to the annual, uh, weekly Sabbath. Excuse me, the uh, weekly Sabbath. This Tabernacles would be the, of course, the annual Sabbath. But Isaiah 66 and uh, Verse 23, it says, it shall come to pass that from one new moon to another, and from one Sabbath to another, all flesh shall come to worship before me, says the Eternal. So we're going to find that, uh, you know, maybe in the world to come, that uh, the time for the Bible studies or a special occasion might be the new moons. that might be the time... Timing of it, and uh, make it possible, but, but the Sabbath is a commanded assembly. The, the Sabbath was. And from one Sabbath to another, all flesh shall come to worship before me, says the Eternal. So think, th- uh, think in terms of all flesh, you know, in our modern names. Uh, those who had been a part of communist China begin to keep the Sabbath. Russians, Ukrainians, uh, Ukrainians, keep the sabbath. In Egypt and uh, Afghanis, <laughs> Iranians keeping the sabbath. Uh, Canadians keeping the sabbath. Americans, South Americans, those all the nations of Africa, again all the uh, of, of Asia keeping the sabbath. Will it be very difficult. Well, it's going to, it's going to take a little prodding, I think, to make that happen. But what about Christian? You think, oh, that'll be easy. Well, no, because the vast majority of Christians are deceived Christians. Or well, they may pass out pamphlets and have wonderful stage shows. <laughs> but you thinking, uh, how hard is it going to be? with individuals who were totally convicted and are convicted at this point, which is normal for them, that Sunday is the Lord's Day. And they're convicted that, well, the Sabbath, that's, uh, you know, in principle, it's it's the Lord's Day. But uh, that was Jewish. That was done away with. Do you think it's going to be any easier, really, for uh, those kind of people to uh, make the change as it will be necessary for those who've been involved in Buddhism, Islam uh, or communist or whatever, it's going to be tough uh, for all of them. And uh, maybe it might who knows in some cases even tougher. because they are used to, you know their Jesus, the way they would look at him is the individual who've, who've done away with his father's laws. And, you know, when they realize, you know, the ones that we thought we were worshiping is not the God of the Bible, they're going to have to have a whole change of thought and action. And so many of them, again, were convinced they could choose any day to worship God in this special way. And probably the last breath will be, but God we're so used to seeing the Kansas City Chiefs on Sunday, uh, you know, and and uh, and uh, you know, uh, what should, that should be the holy day <laughs> because people worship sports. Said, so, well, that's not the way it's going to be, uh, you know. The Sabbath is, is going to be that day. So again, how about those who reserved all days for themselves? And none for God. So, you know, the Sabbath is the day you go camping. Sabbath is the day, you know, Saturday, the way they would look at it. Uh, they even have pagan names for that, <laughs> Saturn Day. Uh, but that's the day you, uh, you know, uh, you know, maybe you watch college sports, and uh, that's the day you go shopping, and that's the day uh, you, know, you do your yard work, and that's the day, and then to have it all changed, saying, so you know, Oh. That's uh, not the way it is. So it's going to be difficult. So let's talk about the the new normal. We've been kind of discussing what is going to be difficult to change from this normality. Uh, What will be the difference between the standard for all peoples and nations? Let's go to the book of uh, Habakkuk. And that is in the uh, Minor Prophets, by the way. And it talks about in uh, Habakkuk, uh, let's see, Chapter two and verse fourteen. You're having a little trouble finding it's on 1,269, the page. If you have my Bible, but that'll put you in the ballpark. But it says in verse 14, "For the earth will be filled with the knowledge of the glory of the eternal, as the waters cover the sea." And when we talk, if you've ever seen the ocean, you you know the, the, the waters cover. Uh, the ocean beds thoroughly uh, you know, it's a, for those who have not seen the ocean I'd certainly recommend you having the opportunity as you can uh, to see uh, what God has created there but a knowledge of God throughout the world but that knowledge won't benefit unless it's understood and practiced so again this is now going to be not normal This is the new normal. So here we're living in a world where, in a sense, uh, the knowledge of God really is not available to uh, many of the billions of the world. And then those few, uh, relatively speaking, uh, and there's probably numerous people, have access to the Bible but don't understand it. And so this is, uh, again, now a different situation. In 1 Corinthians 2, 1 Corinthians 2 and verse 7. Now we're transitioning into now what is going to be commonplace for the world. Not rare, not a world blinded, but this is what we should expect when Christ returns and establishes the age of God. In 1 Corinthians 2, let's go to verse 7, we speak the wisdom of God in a mystery. The hidden wisdom which God ordained before the ages for our glory. And when we talk about the mystery of God. It's not talking about the uh, pagan mystery religious systems. It's talking about a mystery of God's plan that will be revealed, that uh, needs to be understood, which none of the rulers of this age knew. So this is the norm for this age. They just did not understand it. For had they known they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. But as it is written, you know eye has not seen, nor ear heard, nor have entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for those who love him. That's the normal state of affairs today. But notice verse 10. What now has, by the way, is normal for us as the church of God will be normal for all societies, all nations uh, throughout the world. God has revealed them to us through his spirit. For the spirit searches all things, yes, the deep things of God. For what man knows the things of a man except the spirit of a man which is in him? So we recognize that human beings do understand the things of that human beings understand. But even so, no one knows the things of God except the Spirit of God. And so we have the knowledge of God and we're going to see in prophecy that the Spirit of God will also be poured out on all flesh so that it won't just be the knowledge but the ability to understand that knowledge. The ability to accept that knowledge will be normal. So even though we may not be normal to the world, uh, finally the world will become normal just like us (laughs) with God's way of life. Turn to Acts chapter 2 because it uh, it talks about a partial fulfillment. And then we're talking about an age where there'll be a, a fullness of the application of this particular prophecy. In Acts chapter 2 and verse 16, this is what was spoken by the prophet Joel. This is when God's Spirit is poured out uh, on the people of God. It shall come to pass in the last days, says God, that I will pour out my Spirit, uh, pour out of my Spirit on all flesh. Said this is only a partial fulfillment at this particular time. So just what I mentioned in First Corinthians two, then it'll make understanding of God's word which will be prevalent uh, to all. It said your sons and your daughters will prophesy, your young men shall see visions. Now we have some young men who see visions today uh, in the world. But they're drug-induced visions <laughs> they are not visions that God uh, gave them by any means but uh, this this time uh, you know God is going to inspire uh, some insight through his his spirit and he mentions uh, your old men shall dream dreams and on my men servants and on my maidservants I will pour out my spirit in those days and they shall prophesy and so part of this, is referring to uh, before Christ returns and then then obviously the bigger application is then when Christ returns and uh, it's a new age. He talks about, uh, I will show wonders in heaven above, signs in the earth beneath, blood and fire and vapor of smoke. The sun shall be turned into darkness, the moon into blood before the coming of the great and awesome day of the Lord. And it shall come to pass that whoever called on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Now, this is a different time. Again, uh, this is not normal for our time, but it will be normal in the world to come. And people have to accept it because it's interesting that as far as the uh, what we call the Christian world, which composed of. Uh, Protestants and Catholics and Independents and so on you know they feel that salvation is normal now that this is the only day of salvation and they're wrong but that concept will be normal (laughs) in the future uh, as the way God uh, again has given us to understand what salvation is all about so Later, Israel and all nations will have access to the Holy Spirit. And as God begins to actively govern the earth, nations will have a change of heart towards God. Uh, they will. It's going to take a little time. But Isaiah chapter 2 and verse 1. And you know, I'm just referring, referring, uh, referring to this in regard to uh, the change of heart. Why, what, what becomes normal, which is not normal today? Uh, the, word of the, the word that Isaiah, the son of Amos, saw concerning Judah and Jerusalem. Now it shall come to pass in the latter days that the mountain of the Lord's house shall be established on the top of the mountains, and shall be exalted above the hills and all nations shall flow to it. And many people shall come and say, come, let us go up to the mountain of the eternal, to the house of the God of Jacob. He will teach us his ways and we shall walk in his paths. And he talks about for, goes on to describe it a little bit more in detail, which I may come back later. But do you notice uh, have we had in our uh, uh, updates from Charlotte and uh, uh, again uh, our headquarters guest speaker Mr. Frank will uh, maybe can come comment. but have, have we had uh, leaders of nations come to Charlotte and say could, could you show us a different way of thinking here uh, we're at impasse uh, you know we're, we're, we can't figure out treaties and and uh, this type of thing. We would like to know what the church has to say. Uh, we know you know God's law. Can you can you tell us how it should be applied? Have we had anyone? I, I don't think so. Uh, maybe there has been, but I don't know of any. Uh, even when Mr. Herbert Armstrong would visit uh, world leaders, I'm not sure how many really asked him about God's law. Uh, you know, he was able to express it in the sense of the way of give as a way, as opposed to the way of get. And maybe that's kind of all they were able to understand at that time. I, I don't know. But, uh, it's kind of interesting that, uh, that we, we see it. So it's not normal today. So, uh, we haven't had either the past president like, uh, President Bush or President Trump, President Bush or Trump, or President uh, Dave, uh, President, uh, President Biden, I don't think any of them have visited the campus uh, there at Charlotte, the headquarters, and have asked for advice and given an understanding of what God would have us do. And I don't think any of the Canadian leaders have done that up in Canada, to my knowledge. So they haven't, I don't, I think they telephoned Mr. Wachowicz to (laughs) find out uh, what's going on. Uh, So it's not normal today at all, but it will be normal at that point. So what what does this mean in a practical sense? Well, each week, all will observe the weekly Sabbath. So they're going to learn God's law. uh, That's what's going to be happening. And so as they do this, The majority, if not all people, will no longer believe in evolution. Do you realize that? That's going to be the impact, one of the impacts of it. They will no longer believe in evolution or in false ideas about the origin of mankind. In fact, uh, it is normal now to make fun of those who believe that God created the heavens and the earth. They make fun. Oh, you only you believe that God, you know, created the earth in six days? Uh, we know, it, of course, it's recreation. But, uh, you know, they make fun of that. They think, oh, how ignorant. We pity you. <laughs> and then they're going to see that, uh, you know, the saints in Christ, God beings, uh, will be there. You know, there is a living God. And he has that power. And so finally, they're going to grasp how evil and how crazy uh, it was to believe in evolution. And as they understand God's law, remember, they're going to, that's going to be the normal thing, learning about God's law. Uh, they're going to think, you know, how could we ever have thought that killing unborn babies was a good thing? How did we ever think that? And the consequences that that it caused. And what about this, the quote-unquote science that <laughs> they say, well, uh, actually kind of ignore that now, but they think, well, there, there's many kind of genders. And they're gonna realize that no, there are only two genders. And, and they're gonna kind of shake their heads and say, well, you know, what a utterly stupid thing to believe. But that should be normal there. It's not, in this world, it's normal to try to accept such hogwash. In the world ahead, again, the normal thing will be that. You know, obviously, science (laughs) shows, and God shows, there's only, in the physical realm, male and female. And how about marriage? Uh, You know, finally, it'll, it'll be the normal thing that, Yes, it does take a father and mother to conceive children and to rear them so they can be emotionally and mentally sound and godly offspring. That's going to be normal now in the age of God. And they're going to realize that having children outside of woodlock, fornication, would be recognized as not a good thing. Now, God can forgive these kind of things happening, But they're going to realize it's not a good thing and certainly would not be the way that they would want to do it and would not be certainly out of godly love. So, again, what what we're seeing with time and individuals learning God's laws and ways, all the accepted sins of this present age will be replaced with right thoughts and right practices of God. You really think about all the accepted sins, bearing false witness, lying, you know, know, all that we could realize are are terrible things that as individuals begin to seek God's law. You know, teach us your ways that uh, the normal thing will be living in a society without sin and uh, rejecting sin as, again, uh, a terrible idea to uh, live by next the annual festivals will be kept and so men and women will understand the plan of god uh, beginning with the passover uh, again mr weston alluded to that last night but so, let's go to psalm chapter 8 and verse 4 Now, this actually is quoted uh, by the Apostle Paul in the book of Hebrews, but here it is in Psalm 8, uh, chapter 4. What is man that you are mindful of him, and the son of man that you visit him? For you have made him a little lower, or maybe for a little while lower than the angels, and yet you have crowned him with glory and honor. And so the big questions of life, why are we here? Now, why do we even exist? Will begin to be laid out as all nations observe the annual festivals. He goes on, in verse 6 You have made him to have dominion over the works of your hands. Born to be part of God's Kingdom and family and government. And you have put all things under his feet, you know, all sheep and oxen, even the beasts of the field, the birds of the air, the fish of the sea that pass through the paths of the sea. O oh, eternal our Lord, how excellent is your name in all the earth. So again, nations will come to know what is now the normal understanding of what life is all about why are we here what should we be doing how should we be relating to our our god and what does the future hold it's far different than this present age isn't it let's go to acts chapter 4 and verse 11 this is the stone which was rejected by you builders which has become The chief cornerstone. So what is normal, the world has rejected the true God and the true Jesus Christ. But that's going to change. Because reality is, nor is there salvation in any other. For there is no other name under heaven given among men by which they must be saved. And so no other religion or non-religion will be acknowledged. In this age, many believe that all roads lead to heaven. And you can even see uh, your little child uh, uh, cartoons, you know, all dogs go to heaven or whatever it is. <laughs> uh, that's not the way it is. In the, you know, uh, people will begin to wonder uh, how, in, how in, in the world could we have thought such a ridiculous uh, idea? You know, those who are... Professing Christianity, and uh, in fact, those who profess Christianity now it will be common to actually read the Bible. What a what an incredible thought! Uh, not just to buy a Bible, but actually to read it, and then to be taught by Jesus Christ and His saints. Well, what what what? Uh, how incredible! But there, you know, what about the world's religions—Hinduism, uh, Buddhism? Uh, Shintoism, uh, Mormonism, uh, humanism, you know, whatever, whatever isms there might be. And then they all realize, you know, actually there's only one individual that God the Father has placed to lead us to salvation. That is Jesus the Christ. And he is King of kings and Lord of lords. Uh, what, what, I, what a concept. And they will come to know, know that. So again, there, will, there won't be any other alternate religions, alternate philosophies. What will that result in? Let's go again Psalm 15. And a few more glim- glimpses of uh, the new normality, the new normal. Psalm 15, it's the psalm of David, says, Lord, who may abide in your tabernacle? Who may dwell in your holy hill? And we can expand that perhaps just simply say, well, what's life going to be like? uh, Where God is the the, uh, influencing factor in the world. God, the knowledge of God, the law of God, the Holy Spirit of God. Uh, what will it be like living in a, a world that is not normal now, but will be normal then? What will be the new normality? Well, he who walks uprightly and works righteousness. Individuals who are men and women of integrity, who live and abide and practice God's way of life, his law, and speaks the truth in his heart. And not, it's, it's not a hypocritical way of life. And they're going to speak the truth. And it's not because, well, we're made to uh, accept it. No. They're going to really understand, and it's a part of their nature and character, that, you know, this is God's way. God's word is truth. He who does not backbite with his tongue. Now I've never tried, but I'm I'm, I know my tongue will not reach my back. But uh, we know we're talking about isn't this world that is normal backbiting with the tongue that is uh, you know saying bad things and criticizing people behind their back that is normal Uh, certainly in the computer world in uh, you know uh, the news. TV, that is just normal. But that's not going to be normal in a few years. He who does not backbite with his tongue, nor does evil to his neighbor, nor does he take up a reproach against his friend, in whose uh, eyes a vile person is despised. You're not going to pretend that individuals who do terrible and horrible things are accepted. We're not going to pretend that that's okay. Now, we will work for their change. Now, God, uh, you know, God is not pleased with the death of the wicked, but they would change. With he who honors those who fear. The eternal. Not normal for this world, isn't it? But will be for the next. He who swears to his own hurt and does not change. So I won't lay a guilt trip on you, but be, you know, like, uh, you know, somebody invited you to go to McDonald's tonight. And then someone else comes along, but I was going to invite you to Top of the Rock. And you think, oh, okay, uh okay, I've got to, you know, get rid of the McDonald's appointment. <laughs> no, if you you if you uh, promised you'd go to you go to McDonald's and pretend it's the top of the rock. Uh, you know, whatever you have to do. But you, you swear to your own hurt, in other words, because you you've agreed to it, it's the right thing to do, and don't change. He does not put out his money at usury. And I, I know that, uh, you know, uh, I, I've seen that is a, a wonderful way that God's people are, you know, God's people are generous. But I have not heard, in all the years I have been in the Church of God, I've never heard, during the Feast of Tabernacles, just to give you an example, an individual saying, uh, you know, you're a little strong second tithe, here's some money. But I expect it back at uh, 5% interest. When you can. I've never heard that at all. Uh, you know, people, you know, they uh, give money, uh, whatever it is, and they don't expect uh, to profit by it. Nor does he take a bribe against the innocent. That's not the way of this world, but it will be in the age of God. Uh, Psalm 24. Another Psalm of, of David. He talks about the earth is the Lord. So now we're again talking about not the age of man, but the age of God. So the earth is the Lord in all the fullness of the world and those who dwell therein. For he has founded it upon the seas and established it upon the waters. So who may ascend into the hill of the eternal? So again, let's broaden that a little bit. Who? What will be the normal way of thinking and actions for those living in the day of God. Verse 4, He who has clean hands and a pure heart. So in other words, those who who, who practice, now again, it, it's is not the today's sermon, but you know, it's still growing and overcoming. I understand that. But basically, living a, a way of life where You are living by the laws of God, and your heart is pure uh, toward God and your fellow man, who has not lifted up his soul to an idol, nor sworn deceitfully. I'm saying you uh, are going to do this, but you are really planning something different, which I hate to say is common to politics. And we all know that. And yet, isn't it strange, people still vote for these people. Yeah, And they know that. But there's not going to be in God's kingdom. It says, he shall receive blessing from the eternal and righteousness from God of his salvation. And this is Jacob, the generation of those who seek him, who seek your, your face. So it's again, not just Israel... They have all character of, of all nations. So it talks about growing in God's nature and character will be the accepted norm. That's what we are striving for. Uh, Psalm 67 says, God, be merciful to us and bless us and cause his face to shine upon us that your way may be known on earth and your salvation among all nations. Mentions, let the peoples praise you, O God. Again, that's all nations. Let all the people praise you and all, let the nations be glad and sing for joy. For you shall judge the people righteously and govern the nations on earth. It talks about praising. So we find that joy and blessings will be normal. It's going to be normal. Uh, do you, If you read the news, is that normal between uh, what's happening in Present-day Jerusalem, <laughs> joy and blessings. You know where uh, the uh, you know the uh, Jewish people will say, you know, bless you, Palestinians, and they say, bless you back. And uh, boy, it's so good uh, to be neighbors. Is that what you see? Is that what you see in Afghanistan? Is that what you see? Even frankly, in our nation, no. But it will be normal. A sadness, depression. Hatred would be a rarity. Uh, the man-made and natural disasters will be will be replaced with God's blessing in uh, re- really all things, so that uh, drought, floods, famines, and such will not be necessarily in the news. Now there there are physical conditions and cycles, but uh, you know God's going to make sure they are done in such a way as not devastating. Uh, to humanity. He'll bless that. Uh, Psalm 9. I'm keeping it in Psalms temporarily because that'll, if you just bought a new Bible for the feast, it'll give you an extra one week where. uh, So if it lasts 50 years, it'll be uh, 50 years in one week that uh, you'll have it because you're not having to turn on to all the scriptures. At least temporarily. Psalm 9 and uh, verse 7. But the eternal shall endure forever. He has prepared his throne for judgment. He shall judge the world in righteousness and shall administer judgment for the people in uprightness. So every nation will get a fair shake. And God will be able to evaluate History, current events and will evaluate and judge make decisions accordingly in a fair way and it says the Lord also will be a refuge for the oppressed a refuge in times of trouble and those who know your name will put their trust in you For you, Lord, have not forsaken those who seek you. And talks about singing praises to God and declaring his deeds among the nations. Not normal today, but that will be the norm for just hopefully a few years into our future, into God's age. And going back to Isaiah 2, by the way, and we'll just, a couple other verses. As, as reference, Isaiah 2 and verse 4. It says, House of Jacob, come and let us walk in the light of the Lord. Is am I in the right place? Yes. And uh, he talks about, well, verse 4, excuse me, he shall judge between the nations, rebuke many people, verse 4, shall beat their swords into the plowshares, and spears into and pruning hooks. Shot, lift up sword against nation, nor they, they, uh, shall they uh, learn war anymore. And it uh, talks about, uh, O house of Jacob, come and let us walk in the light of the Lord. And it uh, goes on. So, in this age of conflicts, violence, terrorism, and war, uh, which has frankly plagued humankind <laughs> from the beginning to the very end of the age of man. Uh, we will now experience peace flowing like a river. Isaiah 48, I won't turn there, but talks about the peace of God flowing like a river. We've never seen that in our age, but it will happen there. So this Feast of Tabernacles gives us the hope and reality that what is considered normal in this present world will not Be normal in the age to come, because why Christ uh, expected us and instructed us to pray to the Father, Your kingdom come. You know we are called to live differently than that which is common in the world. Again, I wasn't kidding when I said, you know, raise your hands uh, at the beginning, that what what we are doing is not the standard is not the normal for this world. Uh, So we're called to live differently than that which is common in the world. Rather than blending in and being in harmony with society, we are described as strangers and pilgrims, kind of passing through (laughs) this age and uh, getting prepared for the kingdom of God yet to come. So we are practicing the way of normality that will be the standard for, really, eternity, but certainly for the thousand years, uh, what we call the millennium. In 1 John chapter 2, one last reference, in 1 John chapter 2 and verse 15, Is, do not love the world or the things in the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that is in the world, this is what is common expected. The lust of the flesh, the, the lust or desires of the eyes, the pride of life is not of the Father but is of the world. But what is going to happen? The world... Is passing away. Or, as Revelation talks about, you know, the world is being destroyed. And the lust of it. But he who does the will of God abides forever. So we have to kind of take that in consideration. Right now, uh, we are living God's way of life in an abnormal world. I mean, the way God looks at it. And so if we are living God's way of life, then we are considered abnormal to the majority of humanity. But here, according to John, uh, which is supported by so many other scriptures, uh, the old normal is going to soon pass. And it'll be gone. And when that occurs, we will fit in fully with God's kingdom, as with John, uh, which John says, will will last forever. So let's be on the right side of history. <laughs> let's be on the right side of the future, brethren. A new normal is coming, and we're preparing right now to to live in such a way that. That world, the age of God, will be normal to us now and in the future. And what a blessing that will be.